Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. If you're a new listener to the program, what took you so long? If you're an old listener, why? Thank you. Hmm. That'll sell everyone <laughs> on the show. <laughs> Happy daylight savings. I hope you're all excited about the hour earlier that Matt can golf now. Um, yep, we're all we're all excited about that. I believe that daylight savings is great for me personally, and that's it. Mm, well, seems to affect everybody else uh, badly. Yeah. I mean... Although, technically, we start the year like this, so really it's the other one that we should all be annoyed at. The other one is standard time. Well, we This be, is the... We should be annoyed at that. No, the standard time is better. Why is standard time better? Because I personally like to have more light at the end of the day. Why? Because... There's one fly. If you get it, you win. There's it's a mosquito. Oh, there's one mosquito. If you get it, you win. Um 
I think it's like it's a it's a vestige of like leaving work in the pitch dark. Sure, which is something we all do in the winter. Yeah, it's just so depressing. Well, it's the best when you're like, um, there's a few, there's there's a good stretch there, um, where I go to, I would I would leave for work and come home dark, dark. Yeah. Which you know, eh, happens to the best of us. Farmers, they need this daylight savings thing. But like, do it's they? It's silly I feel because like that's you can make your own time. Legend. Make your own time. It's yeah, like, I all just, right, then I get up at this time. Right. Like, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Anyway, we were doing okay with it. And then we decided to go to the mall so Matt could get the new Lego Home Alone set. Yep. I had to get there, guys. It was sold out on the website. And yeah. then I looked on online and it was twice the price everywhere. And I was like, resellers are already on this thing. I checked did it, the stock. Did it just come out? Yeah. Like yesterday? No, like, I feel like a week ago. Oh, okay. I didn't know about it until yesterday. Wow. So, I was like, I better go see if I can get this. And then it was in stock at the Glendale Lego store. And the mall doesn't open until 11. So, I asked Dory. I said, hey, do you, what do you think about taking Henry to the Lego store? The mall opens at 11. She goes, yeah. I go, okay. So we're driving to the Lego store. And and Dory asks me if he's awake a couple times, and he's fine and awake. And then the last time she asked me, I look, and I just see his little thumb drop out of his mouth. And he was down for the count. <laughs> and it was like 11-11. I was like, oh, no. It's tragic. And I had a plan that, you know, maybe on the way back, because of the whole car ride again, we'll come back, we'll have lunch, and then he'll be ready for his nap. Which, you know, except for the actual act of napping, he was pretty into the schedule. Except he didn't nap, and then he woke up in... Whoa, you just said he woke up. Oh, no, sorry. I got him out of his crib. He was standing and singing the whole time. Yes. Um, And I got him out of his crib. And Holly is here because she comes on Sunday afternoons so we can record the podcast. And he suddenly was like, he didn't want me to leave the room. He started crying hysterically. And I was like, oh, no, he's real tired. Tired? Does he have a fever? No, I think he's really tired. Yeah. And then he, and then he, I, I was like, but I got to go do some work. I can't stay in here. And he, his like little face got so sad, and he just started crying so sadly. Yeah. And then I left, and then I just heard him crying. Go see mama. Go see mama. Which like he never does. Like that's not true. It when. When I'm working in my office, most of the time, most of the day, he's not crying yeah, saying but, that he wants to go see me. He does, he is not doing that. But the, I'm not saying that he's crying, but he always does want to go see you. Yeah, but he's usually like easily distracted. Well, you know, these things tend to happen and it's hard. Yeah, I was up at six in the morning, you know, seven o'clock as of yesterday, but now six. Right. And Henry was already up singing and... 
you know, we did put him to bed a hair late. I thought we were going to go for like an actual late bedtime, but we didn't. And uh, as a result, he was like, hey, if anyone's wondering what that sound might be, it's Bo licking the carpet. Mm-hmm. Hey, oh, Bo. It's like real gross. Bo, relax, pal. Yeah. Yeah. Relax. Yeah, we're talking to you. Yeah. And he just so goes back. He's and back to it. it. Yeah. I wonder what I spilled there that is so delicious right now. I mean, what didn't you spill there? Could have been any, 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 you know. Although I don't know what. What? It's literally. I'm just. I, that's the spot where I walk back and forth. Well, maybe he's he misses you. Oh boy. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So. I can't with this. I can't with this dog making this noise. This is wild, Bo. Mister Bo, hi, bud. Could you? Yeah. Oh, you want to come over here and say hi? All right, Could Bo. You? If you don't stop licking, we're gonna we're gonna put you in in inside. Can you relax? The house. Can you relax? Yeah. Why are you so amped up? Has, you... it, did, has daylight has daylight saving made everyone crazy in this house? I'm the least crazy. Like I don't know what's happening around me. It's very strange. Mm, interesting. What? Um, I don't, oh, well, this is the best part, everybody. When Henry fell asleep, Dora got so mad. and was like, I wish you would ask me if this is a good idea. And I was like, what are you talking about? I did ask you. She's like, no, you just said, is it okay to take him to the store? I was like, yeah. And then I specified the mall opened at 11. And then Dora's like, I didn't think about it. And I was like, what? So I was getting yelled at I for just, I, doing the thing I did. Here's what I wish you had said. I wish you had said, do you think it's a good idea to take him to the Lego store? The mall opens at 11, and I feel like with the time change, he might fall asleep in the car. And then I would have said, oh my gosh, that's such a good point. I'll stay home with him so you can go to the Lego store. Uh, well, I didn't want to go unless it was with him anyway. And he... Did not care about it and wanted to leave. <laughs> he was excited about it, you know, uh, upon entry and uh, exit. Like, uh-huh. he was like, he thought about it. Like, whatever. The point is, I thought I was asking her about it. And I guess I didn't ask her in the right way. I just I just need people to be Mal-ish. clear. I just need people to be clear and specific. Do you think it would be a good idea to take Henry to the Lego store? The mall opens at 11. Hello? What else do you need? I I just said exactly what I would have liked you to have said. Oh, boy. So I I don't... uh, That's that's all I needed. But, like, when you ask me a question like that, I always think 17 steps down the line. Okay, but you are not me. Yeah, but, like... And I'm not a mind reader. But also, I asked you. For the but not specifically enough. Yes, exactly. Whatever. This is my uh, hopes, thoughts, and concerns now must be laced into every single no, question. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying you could have just pushed it a little bit more and said, "Are you sure?" Because it's daylight is, saving. What is in retrograde right now, honey? <sighs> you are in what I would describe as Henry's mood right now. What is happening? Because I feel like I just said exactly how I would have liked you to have asked, and then you just repeated it without 
the thing that I specifically said. And then you said, I don't understand how I could have asked it differently. And I'm like, I just said how you could have asked it differently. Yes, I heard all of that. Uh Uh-huh. But the way I asked you, that's what I was asking you. But see, that's where the disconnect lies. The question is, do you think it would be a good idea to to take Henry to the mall? They open at 11. How much more information do you need as his mother, who is with him every day, I and knows what time his nap I is? I literally just said what I, how I would have liked you to have phrased it. Let's talk about that great clock I got you. Guys, as you know, I've had trouble with uh, doing work, motivating, self-motivating, finding time to do work, even though I have nothing but time. So, you know, I've expressed this many times, often to my wife while she's doing a lot of work, and I'm just wandering back and forth through her office, I'll go, how do you do that? You know, the whole thing where you're like working. She's like, I make a schedule. And then I go, that's weird. And then I move on. I mean, essentially, is that incorrect? I mean... That's not not incorrect. Right. I'm not, I've not. i never been great at um, <clears throat> scheduling my own. So I suggested the Pomodoro time. method, which is basically like you set a timer for a certain amount of time and you work kind of in short bursts. And Matt looked at me like I was speaking another language. I was confused by it. I was like, well, how do you decide when the bursts are and how long they are and who who's in charge of the bursts? And, you know, it seemed like I was in charge of the bursts, which I'm kind of already in charge of the bursts, and I'm not very good at it. So, I even said this to my therapist. Story says I should try the blah, blah, blah. And he's like, the the Pomodoro? I was like, yep. He's, he's like, yeah, I knew because you said three syllables. And he's like, I don't think that'd be good for you. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, why? He's like, because you sort of like, He's like, you sort of thrive late in a deadline. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that. (laughs) See, I feel like that's where your therapist does not have your best interest. Well, it's also like, I just, I've expressed to him many times that I just, I don't know how I manage to get it done, but I always get it done. And it's just this whole, like, the procrastinating this thing. is This is how a lot of people with ADHD, ADD operate. They come up with these, like, kind of, like, insane coping mechanisms. And... Like, what is a coping mechanism? Like, procrastinating until the very end of deadline. Well, how is that a coping mechanism? That just seems like a terrible way to do it. Well, things. but that is, that, that's like a, that's a, that's a pattern that you feel comfortable in. And so it's a pattern I'm familiar with and have had success with. Right. But like, you don't know if you would have had more success if you'd tried doing something different. So I said, I'm going to get you this ADD clock. And Matt was like, okay. Uh, I didn't know what it was. Didn't know what it looked like. Didn't know anything about it. I just said, all right, because it was it was uh, Thursday, and I was particularly low on Thursday in the sense that I have this thing due Monday. Today is Sunday, and I just was like seeing no, um, no way to the finish line. Right. And the other the only way I could think to the finish line was like I'm gonna have to like have so much caffeine Saturday and Sunday night. And right into the wee hours. So I remembered a, a few months ago or a couple months ago, I'd seen something on Allie Ward's Instagram about this clock. And then 
Caroline Moss had brought it up again last week on Forever 35 when she came on as a guest host. And I was like, this sounds exactly what Matt needs. It's called the time timer. (laughs) It's a visual timer and it comes with, um, it's a countdown clock and it comes with a dry erase activity card. Which is very handy. And how is our dog outside? I have no idea. I'll, I'll be right back, oh, okay. everybody. Actually, you know, it's our natural break time anyway. We'll be right back with our dog in the house. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know those, like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. 
Hi everyone, we're back. That wasn't that either was Bo barking so loud that we heard him through the house, mm-hmm. or it was that there's like a doppel barker out there that I sometimes hear and think is Bo, but mm-hmm. isn't. Because mm-hmm. when I went out to check, I looked through the window of the uh, in the driveway just to see like if the front door was open, and I just see Bo on the couch looking at me like, what? So, oh boy. Okay. Well, anyway, As someone who has ADHD or whatever it is, now I'm confused. Where did we leave off with this? We tale? were talking about the clock. <laughs> I know. I was describing it. I said it had the dry erase activity card. Yes. Um, and then you were about. I think you were about to talk about how it works for you. Right. Yeah. So what I like about it is the most you could do is an hour. Right. Possibly, like if you were really, I don't know, if you really, I don't know. Anyway, the most you could do is an hour. And all it does is like, it shows you, it just, I don't know, it shows you, it, it's hard to put it into words. It you, It's a visualization of time, which is red, <laughs> which I like quite a bit because it's like, um, like a warning. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's got this little card that you put on the top of it that like I have it right now as write and break. So I can take a break or I can write and I can do those for some periods of time. So I was like, I'll start with 10 minutes. That was how I started yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I should check something on the internet. And then I was like, no, I shouldn't. That's not what I'm doing right now. It is right. It says right on that clock. It doesn't say check the internet. Um, and I only have you know this this little red period of time to do it. So I better do it right now. And then that time was over. And then I was like, whoa! I flipped the card over to break, and I was like, twenty minutes of break I've earned for my ten minutes of work. Um. And then I did 20 minutes of work and then that was over and I was like, huh, break time. So I did 15 minutes of break and, you know, it's very arbitrary sounding because I'm just like on a whim deciding how much time I'm devoting to each thing. But the point is I'm devoting an amount of time to that thing only. And there's a limit. And there is a limit. Yes. Um, You know, because it was... There'll be like a thing of like if I'm taking a break and I want to play, if I play like a play a PlayStation game or something like that, I pick that up and then I'm like, I don't, I'll play that until I'm bored with it. Right. Which is like, that could be 10 minutes, could be 10 hours, which is don't know. So, but this thing, it's like 30 minutes, done. Then when that goes off, I'm like, I better stop. It's weird that it's, I mean, it's only been obviously a day. We've all heard me, you know, be like, this thing's the best thing ever. And then people follow up with emails months later and I'm like, oh yeah, that. I don't really do that anymore. So my 12, no, I guess it's a 20, my 24 hours so far with the clock uh, have been very helpful 
I said to Dory that I did more writing in 90 minutes yesterday than I did over two weeks, the two previous weeks. And it's like, you know, it's a conversation I often have with Andy Secunda about writing where I'm just like, the idea of like motivating yourself to do it, it just is so hard because like, okay, I'm going to start writing. And if you start writing with no end in sight, that question mark end, you're not going to want to start. No. Which is exactly what I didn't want to do for weeks. I was right. like, I don't want to start this. I could take forever. But saying, I'm going to write for 15 minutes. And I'm only going to write for 15 minutes. Yeah. And honestly, that 15 minute period of just writing focused only on that. It's much more productive than in an hour of regular writing. Right. Because I'm not on the internet or answering text messages or whatever. So, so far my review of the time timer, timer time. Oh, look at that lady. She looks like the lady that invented that. Yeah, she invented it in 1989 for her kindergartner. That's big. There's a big version? Do you want a big version? Whoa. <laughs> and I mean, I like this pot, this, this like little, the little size. Guy. There, it gives you a coupon or a download code for a digital version of it. Uh-huh. But I don't know if I want the digital version. I think the analog is nice. Well, I think the analog is somehow more, you have to like pay, pay more attention to it or like sort of respect the analog device more than mm-hmm. you do with something else running on your mm-hmm. computer. Some other distracting window. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I do. So Very much so. I would say I would give it a, a 10 out of 10 for the past two days. Wow. For the day. I mean the day. I don't know. What wow. would I change about it? <sighs> Nothing. Wow. Uh, I well, feel like you're I'd make it a little easier. I'd make it the 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 actual the actual winding mechanism a little more tactile, maybe a harder mm. edge on it, something that you could really Okay. Just flip. Okay. To the right. time period or whatever. Uh but otherwise, you know, I think that I think honestly I said the door my favorite part of it is the white the little card, the little whiteboard card. Well, it's that just you stick on top. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's so interesting. Well, I'm just glad that it it works. The example in the box had a card that just said read on it with like a little drawing of a book. And I was like, that's weird. Who needs to time reading? And then when I got it, I was like, I'm going to draw a picture of a computer. <laughs> and I'll write right underneath. And then I drew a picture of a dartboard <laughs> for when I want to take a break. Um, so yeah, so far has been pretty helpful, I would say. Yes, thank you. That's my review of the time timer. If you have any sort of things like me where you find it hard to focus on something, I'd say go for it. And start with a tiny amount of time. Yeah. Start with five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever. And then go. I mean, the earlier today I did 20 minutes and then I, it went off and I was like, I'm not done yet. And I gave myself another 15 minutes. So. And I bet. If, and by not done, I meant like not at a natural stopping point. Right. I bet like last week the thought of writing for 35 minutes straight was like. Ugh. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Who's making me do that? Right. Exactly. The time timer. The time timer. <laughs> Thanks, time timer lady. <laughs> Thanks, Allie. Um, I'll link to it in Miss the show you. notes. Bye.
You will? I will. That'll be great for people to try it if they need to try it. Yeah. It's also, I mean, but also, it had, I had the kind of uh, realization of like, oh, is this how time works for people? Oh, wow. Honestly, I was like, wait a second. Is this how other people see time? Like, they know about time? Like, for me, it's just like as someone who enjoys watches so much, time is like, it just is like amorphous bullshit. Whoa. Like, it just doesn't, I know things will take an amount of time, like, and like, I can say, oh, that'll take an hour, or like, I can time a a, a bake. Sure. <laughs> but like, the idea of applying any time to myself, mm. so foreign, doesn't, it doesn't make any, it didn't make any sense to me. The idea of like how uh, how other like the, the I see twenty minutes and sort of see how long that is, and to be in that twenty minutes, mm-hmm. it's a very new concept to me. That's exactly what Jan was going for. Wow, Jan, yeah. you did it. She said her son was having trouble visualizing time. Well, because of like some sort of like uh, like uh, like an ADHD situation, or just because he was a kindergartner. I think just because he was a kindergartner, she, they were kindergarten. Um, and then people quickly caught on that it would be really helpful for anyone with like any sort of ADD or you know executive functioning issues. But is or- it like? Is it a? Is it a? Is it a? I mean, I guess you don't have you don't have ADD or executive functioning issues. I don't. So my question to you is, what? How does your self motivation look? Um, I mean, it's it's like sometimes I'm not motivated, right? But of course, you know. Um, but I do. I do often set a timer, like I set, but not a visual timer. Like I'll set. I have an app called Freedom on my computer that uh-huh. that shuts down the internet. Oh, you know what's funny? It's like with this, I don't need that app. That's cool. Because I don't need to go on the internet because I know I'm not supposed right. to. So I set a freedom timer for like 25 minutes or something and That's then I'll funny. do work. What about before the di- days of the freedom timer? <sighs> I mean, I don't know. I You know, I never pulled an all-nighter in college. So like... I did. <clears throat> I must have figured out how to manage my time That's pretty so well. That's so funny. The... I hadn't thought about this until you just said that, but like I remember the the script I wrote a for like a final of a class. Like people were writing short shorts, and I asked the teacher if I could write a episode of Arrested Development because I wanted to write TV. And he was like, "Yeah, I suppose you could do that." And I was like, "All right." And I remember I did. I pulled a little like a legit literal all nighter. Um and went like I took like no dose mm-hmm. and like wrote a whole script in the, uh, one night. Jeez! And then uh, it wasn't terrible. And then you know the last the pilot script I wrote, I also wrote that in like a day. So like conceptually to me, when it's like you gotta get something done, it's just it's just stay up. <laughs> yeah, I mean I think that. That and I and I haven't done a ton of research on this. So if someone out there is like actually does this as their profession and knows more than I do, please 
chime in. But my sense from what I understand, oftentimes people with ADD, ADHD, they also have issues with like long-term planning. So the only thing they can really do is very short-term planning. So for someone like you, it's like, you can only do it if it's due tomorrow because that's as much as you can sort of conceptualize. Yes, in a way, yeah. I just, I find, um, yeah, I find everything but the thing I need to be doing to do. And it's it's daunting, always daunting, the idea of doing it. And like conceptually, like the old, I'm like, my brain, my, I'm like wondering, like, if I had this thing in school, Mm. Would I have just? Would it have just? Would school have just been a fucking breeze? Right. Well, if you had had any sort of like guidance or coaching on your executive functioning and ADD stuff, I think you would have had an easier time in school. Well, I mean, it didn't, it didn't. I didn't have a hard time in school. Like I was, you know. Yeah, but you didn't. You, I was honor rolly. You clearly didn't learn like time management skills. That was the, there was no time management class, <laughs> right? If and like there was, and, I would have taken it. But test. I think that's I think that's the thing is like schools think that kids just should like know that instinctively, and like a lot of people don't. Like it should be taught. It's interesting. Oh, there's a lot of stuff that should be taught that isn't taught, but time management is. Uh, I don't know. It's an interesting thing. I guess the idea is like, what do you need time management for? You show up, punch the clock, and then when your shift's over, you leave. <laughs> yeah, but that's assuming you have a job that you don't have to do any sort of long-term planning for. That's assuming you have a job where you just show up, you do the thing, and then you go home. Right. And like, if you're at a job where you have to like do a project that's going to take three weeks to like put together a presentation, you know what I mean? Like, that's a different kind of thing right feels like everything's geared towards you punch in punch out Mm -hmm. as far as like teaching people right anyway guys what what happens now do i continue to use this clock tune in next week to find out i think you do continue to use this clock it's interesting it's really interesting how it works just or how rather how it affects my brain well, it clearly like like triggered something in your brain where your brain was like, "Oh, I like I get this." Yeah. Like this makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so much also the fact that it doesn't go away. Mhm. Cuz like setting a timer on your watch or, mm-hmm. or on um you know, Alexa or something. That yeah. just that just then goes into the ether. Right. You yeah, just don't, that just disappears yeah. with, with your will to do anything. Yeah, and <laughs> this is just always here. Whereas this physical clock, actually, for some reason, for me, it works. Yeah. Okay, well, I hope you all enjoy the clock talk. Clock talk. That's the name of the episode. Congratulations. Yeah. Um. All right, let's take a break. Okay, we'll be right back. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. All right. Well, we're finally going to get to some listener emails and voicemails. Oh. <laughs> And Bo's here. Bo just showed up like, hey, guys, yeah, This is about the me? most chaotic episode I think we've had in a long time. Oh, so let me just preface this by saying that last week we heard from a listener who was wondering if anyone else had experienced the ghost baby phenomenon, whereby she would wake up in the middle of the night thinking that her baby was in bed with her. Yes, and, and I was uh, confused by it. I think other people were not. I think we got more feedback on this topic in one week than possibly anything else. Amazing. We got so many emails. We got texts. We got voicemails. Let's dig in. So. Whoa. Sorry. So, so loud. I know. Um, I'm sorry that we're not gonna be able to get to all of your emails. We're going to see what we can do here. See what we can do. So this first email is from Laura. Had my first pause the pod moment during this week's episode when the listener called in about seeing babies in the bed postpartum. We have an 11-month-old science baby, and for the first few weeks after he was born, I would wake up in a complete panic that he was somewhere in our bed, suffocating in the sheets. He was sleeping in a bassinet in our room at the time. I think it was some level of postpartum anxiety mixed with exhaustion. Weirdly, I have had a similar thing happen my whole adult life where occasionally, a few times a year, I will wake in a panic thinking that there are snakes in our bed. The baby thing was very similar, but far more intense and thankfully stopped when we moved our son out of our room to his nursery, which we ended up doing at six weeks. I do think the trauma of infertility has made me extra anxious about safe sleep. We have the outlet sock monitor. I know that people have mixed opinions, but it made a world of difference for me. I was able to sleep so much better knowing that he was on that monitor. This is Laura living outside Washington, D.C. in Great Falls, Virginia in 2,900 square feet with one husband, one science baby, and one crazy Vishla dog. I have probably had eight to 10 hot dogs this year because my husband and I split one Costco hot dog after each shopping trip. (laughs) Thanks for all that you do for the infertility community. I look forward to listening to you guys every Monday. P.S. Dory. I'm a big Forever 35 fan. Even though I'm not really into makeup or skincare, I just love the Dory and Kate banter. Thanks for keeping me company on many long walks and car rides. All the best, Laura. Wow. That is high praise for the banter. Of the doe cat. Well, we're now known as cat and door. Mm. Doe cat's better. Is it though? I, Sounds like doja cat. What is that? A musician. What do they do? They have music. <laughs> <laughs> is that, what do you, is it like trance or something? Um, what is the genre? Well, it, if you, if you, we, I need to play world a voicemail. Music? No, it's not world music. I need to play a, it's a dancey, poppy music. Dancey, poppy music. It'll be next to Ariana Grande. Yeah, it would I be. I don't know why this took you so long. You're right. <laughs> It'd be like Ariana Grande. I'd see some Katy Perry, Lizzo. And then like the old folks who work in the store would be like, we also recommend Robin. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. All right. Well, there's, I know my music. There's your Doja Except Cat. Except I didn't know who Doja Cat was. Yeah, there you go. Um, okay, so we are going to hear a voicemail. Here we go. 
Hi, my name is Hannah. I'm calling from Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I am calling about the baby in the bed issue. Um, that happened to my partner many times in the few months after our little one was born. And I don't know, like you mentioned, night terrors, postpartum issues. I've heard people who both birthed and didn't birth the child having that issue and not like in a nightmare way, just like in a wake up and like, oh, my God, wait, is there a baby here? No, okay, everything's okay. Um, so I don't think it's either because my partner did not give birth to our child. I did, um, although non-birthing parents can also deal with postpartum depression, anxiety, all of it, so I guess it could be that. Anyway, just wanted to tell the listener that my partner experienced this, and I've heard from others that they have had that experience as well. So, yeah, live in about 800 square feet with one partner, one one-year-old, and no animals, because much to everyone's disappointment, we are not pet people. And no hot dogs. Vegetarian over here. Wow. Thank you. Bye. Not pet people and no hot dogs. Wow. We still accept you with open arms. <laughs> um, I appreciated this voicemail because she was talking about her partner also experiencing it. By the way, it was so funny that she said, we're not really pet people. And as she's saying that, Bo walks up to the sliding door again and just paws at it like he wants to get out. And I'm just in my head. I'm like, oh, really? Wow. How could you not be a pet person? They're so... <laughs> Uh, just chill and easy to <laughs> to make happy. Oh, oh Bo, you are very sweet, but you are also a big old pain in the butt. Bo is Bo will not listen. Dory's like, I'm gonna put you in the house, but I know that Bo wants to go out because Henry is out in the driveway with Holly. Uh, don't worry, we're fenced in. Um. So obviously, if you're gonna try to put Bo in the house, it's he's just gonna run after the action. He's just gonna go wherever the action. Anyway, is. that's taken care of. I keep imagine. I keep hearing it. I hear. I hear ghost. Ghost. Ghost babies. Outside. <laughs> ghost babies. <laughs> ghost toddlers. Yeah. Uh, no, Henry's inside. Um. Anyway, back to what she was saying about their partner. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting that it that it could affect either either person. Well, I mean, everything people have said so far, plus what was said last week, plus knowing what I know about Dory Shafrir, this all very much sounds like stress-related night terrors. Yeah. Well, so our next email from Margaret, she says, I've experienced this with two babies now. With my first son, it was a lot more intense and frequent. I would often hit my husband awake and loudly freak out which would then wake up the baby who was always sleeping soundly in his bassinet. In retrospect, I definitely had some undiagnosed postpartum anxiety. Now, I just want to interrupt one second and say, you know, part of the reason that I never wanted to have Henry in our room was because I was nervous about night terrors. Uh-huh. So this kind of confirms my fear. Oh, I thought you didn't want to have him in the room out of common sense. Well, I didn't want anything to happen to him, but we also had the literal tiniest room. <laughs> I don't know where he would have. Where do you think he would have gone? I think we would have had to move that vent. Although no, we wouldn't have wanted no. him by the window. You yeah, there was put him no, anywhere. Yeah, there was there no room. There literally was nowhere to put him. Anyway, if we had had a bigger room, I like I wouldn't have wanted him in the room because I wouldn't have wanted to like worry that I would be waking up with a night terror and like picking him up in the middle of the night or something. But then also like this person like waking him up with a right. night terror. Yeah. 
anyway uh in retrospect i definitely oh yes i said that but anyways here are some things i did the second time around that helped immensely zoloft meditate to quiet my mind before bed and do affirmations the baby is in his bassinet he's not in the bed doing all night feedings in the chair in his nursery instead of in our bed even though it's hard to trudge across the hallway while half asleep it really helped having that separation Mm. and not really ever having the baby in the bed for any reason Talk to my husband about it so that he could quickly remind me in the middle of the night that the baby's okay and in his snoo, not in our bed. Hopefully this is fleeting for her. It's a truly terrible feeling. My heart goes out to Dory if this is what night terrors are like. Margaret. Uh, well, Dory, I mean, is that what night terrors are like? The hitting you awake and loudly freaking out. That Been there? Yeah, that's... I've been punched in the head. You've been punched in the head. <laughs> I've been punched in the head. I've been I've been alerted to robbers in the house um, that weren't there, and and really stubbed the shit out of my toe. That was like the last peaceful night of sleep I had in our marriage. <laughs> Honest to God, the night bef- <laughs> we had moved into the new house, and it was like we we're like the like, old new house, the old new house, and this is like f- we're I think we we're there three days in. It was three days in. And was it three days in? It wasn't. No, no. Was there was something in. you had left in the car. What? Oh, the there was a baseball bat. Remember the baseball bat? What? No. There was like a baseball bat in the car. Like you couldn't find it. No, no. That is a completely different story. <laughs> That's when you were certain that the Golden State Killer was stalking us. Oh yeah. And that was not a dream. That that was a waking, coherent. Two master's degree having Dory Shafrir, who uh-huh. decided that this is what, and uh, like bizarrely, two weeks later it was caught. I know. Like, I'm just saying bizarrely. Um, but anyway, we were we had just moved into the house, and I was a little weary of the new the neighborhood which i didn't really know even though it was close to my old house but it was still you know you go six blocks in la it's a different animal altogether and you had been i think you had this was when you had been away Mm. you had been away and i was laying in bed and i heard somebody cough and i didn't think anything of it because i used to live in a townhouse (laughs) so i just thought it was my neighbor Mm-hmm. And then I was like, no, wait a second. I'm in a single family home. And then I found that lady outside <laughs> mm-hmm. in our yard. So then, you know, Dory comes back from New York or whatever. And then that night she has a night terror about robbers. And then from that point forward, I've not, I did not sleep well in that home. Mm-hmm. I always just thought, you know, any second I was going to be woken up to robbers. Mm-hmm. And, if, you know, you got to take it seriously every time. Mm. you can't be like not this time mm-hmm. also very funny that she used the phrase robbers <laughs> <laughs> um okay well here's one more note about this um from sarah who wrote i sleep smushed between my husband and our 80 pound golden retrudel Cool. Retriever poodle mix. Three quarter golden quarter poodle. Rupert. Oh, that's a good dog name. It is a good dog name. 
When we were in the height of the newborn sleep deprivation, I would wake up panicked that I was smushing my baby or that my baby was in bed with me. Then I would look over and see him sleeping peacefully in his bassinet, and I would realize Rupert was hogging the bed, or my husband was thrashing from night terrors. (laughs) God, everybody. (laughs) And that's when it woken me up. I was terrified of falling asleep breastfeeding her baby in bed at night and all of the horror stories you hear as a new parent really fed into this anxiety. I tried to tell myself that this was just my body's way of making sure I stayed vigilant about sleep safety despite my exhaustion. Anyways, this ghost baby business was one of those phases that passed pretty quickly. My son is seven months old now and we are both sleeping great. He has his own crib in his own room and now I have anxiety thinking about how scary it would be if I were to see a ghost on the monitor when I check him at night. But Halloween is over now so hopefully this anxiety will pass soon too. Well, let me tell you, <clears throat> we had had the humidifier on, like, whoa. And the, the weekend that Dory was away, uh, the humidity in LA was, like, pretty high anyway. And I turned on the humidifier, because that's what you do every time you put him to bed. And then it was it's close enough to the camera that it would just wisp past <laughs> the camera. <laughs> so it just <laughs> looked like uh... they were, like menacing spirits <laughs> rotating around my son's room <laughs> oh gosh okay um well she is in 2000 ish square feet in nashville tennessee with me two giant dogs rupert as mentioned above and an 80 pound husky named stabler as in detective elliot stabler another good stabler dog stabler do you oh, not right. i did watch, watch law and order svu i did but I forgot Stabler. that it was Stabler. <laughs> Stabler is a bad name for a cop. <laughs> well, that's how it's spelled. A husband and our non-science but pro-science seven-month-old baby. No hot dogs this year, but I'm convinced my baby is either trying to say hot dog or hot dot. It's pretty cute either way. I was bored at work and searching for p- baby slash parenting podcasts, and that's how I found you. I also listened to Forever 35 and loved here for you during the worst of the pandemic madness. And then she also has a book corner. And she says, Dory, thanks thanks for waiting. It was so relatable. I especially appreciate the late bloomer theme. And I have also had a rocky breastfeeding journey. So I felt seen. Speaking of feeling seen, I can totally relate to Matt's Halloween costume anxiety. As a kid, they made us parade around the gym at school. So all the parents could look at us in our costumes. And I had a meltdown annually. As someone who doesn't like to be the center of attention, it was so rough. I'm trying to work through these feelings so I can enjoy Halloween as a parent. My baby is a confident little ham, and I think he will eat up all the attention on Halloween. Maybe that's what I was sad about with Henry's Halloween video. That he was enjoying the parade? He was so happy. And like he was happy. But I was like, I hope this is like this this continues for you. When like I was putting my anxiety on him. Yeah. You were projecting. And then I got very sad for him. This is from Lauren. Lauren, the person who first reported my hot dog tally, just wanted to clarify for Matt that we cook our hot dogs on a grate over a campfire, so it's closely related to a grilled dog. It's our go-to meal for the first night of a camping trip. We put the buns Mm. in our cast iron pot over the fire so they warm up. Not quite steamed, but close. I do have an IVF-related question. (laughs) My husband and I have been seeing our current RE for a little over a year. We've tried medicated timed intercourse cycles and a couple IUIs, but it's time to move on to IVF. We know the cause. I have Kalman's syndrome. We don't love our current RE. To put it bluntly, he's just kind of an asshole, but his practice (laughs) is super well-regarded and generally considered the best in our region. I was actually referred to him when I was a teen and first diagnosed. We met with a different RE at another practice for a second opinion before moving on to IVF. She was kind and a better listener, but I wasn't wildly impressed. What would you do? Stick it out with the asshole who has a good reputation or opt for the unknown? 
Excellent question. That is an excellent question. I mean, we did two rounds with the guy whose bedside manner I did not love. One of those embryos that he that we got from that one of those rounds is Henry. Mm-hmm. Um, but our new, our you know our current re the one who we switched to, who I think does have a better bedside manner. Um, you know, found my septum and mm-hmm. so I don't know. I you could I guess you could try doing a round with the with the current RE and see how it goes. It is still pretty wild to think about that Henry was sitting on ice for that long. Mm-hmm. He'd be like he'd be like four now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that he'd be crazy? four and a half, yeah. Why we, we waited so? Oh, I wanted a girl. Mm-hmm. I ruined everything. Sorry, Henry. Wait, why did you ruin everything? Because he had to like be born in twenty nineteen and twenty instead of twenty seventeen, which I was mean, like such a better year. Was it though? No, no. It's been terrible years yeah, ever it's since. Been a lot of bad years. Um. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's move on. Moving on. So we didn't wait, even talk we about did... the so many things to talk about. We didn't even talk about the, the first the, the parent parent night and preschool parent night. We didn't oh, even talk yeah. about. Mm-hmm. I don't want to brag, but there may have been a donkey there. <laughs> so. Just was, saying. Was there a donkey at, at your preschool parent? How, <laughs> however you picture these LA uh, parents at preschool situations, that is correct. Yeah. Um. I mean, I I felt I I felt pretty awkward about <laughs> the donkey. Well, I don't think you were. I think it'd be more odd if you were super comfortable around the donkey and the handlers. That's true. Okay. That had two satchels of beer on either side. Yeah. Oh, so bizarre. Okay. Um, well, since we are a little short on time, um, we are going to read this one from Jackie, who says, I've binged almost all of your episodes in the last year as we went through IVF. You both have been my therapist through all of this, and I'll never be able to thank you enough. Obviously, Bot, thanks for waiting, and will forever be in your fan club. Oh, that's so nice. Mm-hmm. Two things. First, thank you to the writer who shared their thoughts about secondary infertility. I've been in your shoes and can relate to every word. We have two healthy, old-fashioned girls, but have been struggling to have a third. Seems preposterous to even mention it to someone going through primary infertility. What is wrong with her? You're good. Shut up. Things I feel like people are thinking about me, which is why I've struggled to share it, but I still have real feelings and dreams of going, growing our family. We've had four missed miscarriages that all ended in DNCs, all genetic conditions. It was a lot to go through, and I couldn't just try again. What is it they say about the definition of insanity? Anyways, we did an egg retrieval and got three genetically normal embryos, and no diagnosis, by the way, just bad luck. I'm 34 years old, and they said I had a normal outcome slash reaction, sharing the details because they haven't heard too many people with my similar situation share their story. Sometimes they don't have answers. Actually, it feels like a lot of times they don't have answers. 
I'm currently 14 weeks with one of the embryos. It was a very long process with all the highs and lows, although I already have two kids that I want to be there for. And there are times when my cup is extra empty. Thanks to IVF. The mom guilt of it all never ends. And the time component seems extra intense because you have older children who are aging by the day and you don't want them to be so far apart. Again, seems insensitive to mention to someone trying to have their first. So my question is related to this. Do you have any advice for secondary infertility couples about talking about IVF with people going through primary infertility? How can I acknowledge their struggle and not downplay mine? Or do you think it is just in my head? She has a second question. Do you think we should address this first question first? Probably. Okay. What are your thoughts on this? It's not in your head. These IVF people I've, I've known, have come to know over the years, they're very territorial with their struggles. <laughs> and as a result, you know, not because they want to feel this way, but they might feel a little bit like, what is your deal? I just want Uno, baby. You have dos already. <laughs> that's my, that you know, again, that's just ob- observational. I don't disagree with you. I I don't I don't know that I would necessarily have this conversation with people who are still struggling to have a first child. Correct. I would if you're looking for kind of support from people who are going through something similar, I would seek out other people going through secondary infertility. Secondary infertility infertility or in your case tertiary infertility. Mhm. Um, Oof, which means you might not want to seek out the secondary people because they might be like, <laughs> what? But yeah, I mean... My I, point is, everyone's rude. <laughs> and I'm not saying that to downplay your experience at all. And having four miscarriages, no matter how you slice it, sucks. And going through IVF sucks. Um, But I, I do think it's it's not going to be the same to have that conversation with someone who is still struggling it's to have like, their first kid. It's like when, you know, this Tesla stock, maybe it drops, you know, a percent and, and you're like, oh my God, I'm sorry that you lost literally $2 billion, Elon Musk. <laughs> Which to everybody else would be like, oh my God. But to Elon Musk, you must think, it doesn't matter. I've got hundred uh, and some odd other billion dollars. But really, sometimes I want to feel bad for Elon. We lost a billion dollars. Why can't I feel bad? I actually don't ever want to feel but I'm just saying. I'm making an analogy to like the haves versus the have-nots. Yeah. I've got so much money. Oh, no, I've lost a million dollars. Well, what, oh no, how much do you have now? 40 million. And you're like, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think. I think you're rich with baby. I, it's tough because I, 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 I hear you and I, and I, and I know that you have struggled, but I don't think your situation and I'm, I don't think you're saying that your situation is analogous to someone who's struggling with having one child but I think that is why it, maybe you just don't bring it up it feels that way because you know all I gotta say is 
Meow. Right? I've seen Mean Girls. You guys can be vicious. You know, it's funny to hear you say this because when we had that... I've never seen Mean Girls. That person write in about imposter syndrome and IVF, you were like, what? I don't know what you're talking about. And now you're like... Well, because now, after that week... Everybody wrote in to tell me I was crazy and that it's real. So I'm just like, I guess it's real. I'm just looking at the evidence. Um, All right. Second, Dory then went on to say that the door is closing on having a second child. She's not feeling optimistic about it. Then a funny back and forth, but optimism slash realism. Can you share what you are considering? Are you open to embryo or egg donation? Or are you not feeling optimistic about starting from scratch with an egg retrieval process? I'm sorry to seem nosy, but we are all very invested in your journey. Much love, Jackie, who's in 6,000 square feet in Hingham, Massachusetts. Jackie. With two adults and two kids. Matt is going to gasp. It's the suburbs, and we work from home. Maybe you'll reconsider Massachusetts. Jackie. Jackie, Jackie, Jackie. Let me tell you. If you tell me that you are running out of room in your house, I'm going to be so annoyed. (laughs) It's the same thing. (laughs) Oh, Also, Jackie says... um, Probably 30 hot dogs consumed by the fam. Daughter prefers, daughters prefer microwaved. Grill marks apparently look dirty. Other toddlers will agree. P.S. We went to Encore in Boston this weekend and thought of you all. Sober, pregnant, and still fun. Mystique Restaurant is pretty good. Recommend. Um, I went there in the summer. I went to the Encore by myself after Dory went to sleep. And uh, it's very... it's. It's strange. It's still strange that it is there because it is very much like the encore in Las Vegas. Yeah. Um, what were we just going to talk about? Oh, they, she asked about having a second child. Oh, I think when Dory said the door is closing, she was referring to her nickname, which on the other podcast apparently is Door, and she meant Door's uterus is closing. Well. <laughs> <laughs> <what>? <laughs> Uh, that's not exactly what I meant, but I meant more like we, I think we've run out the clock on like having, on like doing another egg retrieval with our own eggs and sperm because I'm now too old and Matt's sperm was never great to begin with. And so never great to begin with. It's like, okay, why? Like, we're not going to just, that's what I'd like on my epitaph. (laughs) It's never great to begin with. (laughs) talking about your sperm i know but i'd like it on my epitaph as well um and i don't know i haven't like mentally gotten anywhere else do you want to set a timer and think about it (laughs) just really think about it for 15 minutes well you didn't put the white the whiteboard still says break oh well then i guess i'll just have to (laughs) nope okay um so yeah so that's 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 where we're at we're nowhere no man. Um, well, you know, we're we're pretty much out of time. Yeah. And we didn't even get to our email from Lex. Lex has resurfaced Lex everyone. Lex has resurfaced. This yes. is like the tease of all teases. I know. Well, this is like when you're watching the show and then the person that you're waiting to show up shows up, but then the credits roll. Yep. You're like, oh my God, I watched this entire two-part children's television program to see Janeway and you show her at the very end for one line. Yeah. Damn you, Star Trek prodigy. Listen, I just wanted everyone to know that Lex has resurfaced. He's alive and well. 
And you'll hear from him next week. I'm excited. All right. Well, listen, we still have to thank our Patreon supporters. Thank you. I'm so grateful to you all. Um, You can now get an annual Patreon subscription and you save, I think you save 10%. Yeah, you save 10% um, over the cost of doing a monthly subscription. So if you know that you're going to be with us for a year, you can... Do the annual subscription. It's pretty cool. That's at patreon.com slash excellent adventure. Um, all right. Here we go with this round of Patreon supporters. Thank you, Ariana Perry. Bethany Whipperman. Diana Martin. Emily F. Evelyn Tremelin. Nassim Kansari. Katie Allen. Lane and Kate Sapala. Sophia. F- <laughs> Caroline Land. Jennifer HS. Angie James. Tyler Rosewood. Abba N. Eric Alec Meredith Fletcher and Florence Bevel. Alex Bell. Alex Liu. Amanda Fujita. Amanda Lightly. Lighty. Uh, Amy. Andrew McClure. Anne Flucker. Ann Kay. One, two, three, four, five, Anonymous. April. April Holwerder. Holwerda. Holwerda. Ashley Cicely. Uh, Aurora and Zelda. Becca Foster. Brie, I'm oh, sorry. Brianca is not your name, <laughs> but Bianca Loria is. Britt S. Baker. Bruno Macias. Carly Moore. Carolyn N. Casey Rowe. Kathy Hill. Shinami Worth. Christina Smith. Cynthia Meisner. Diana Robinson. And Dr. Beverly Crusher. Thank you, Dr. Beverly Crusher. I've missed you. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.